Today I'm going to be sharing with you the very best way to develop a rebellious child. Now you might hear this and say, what? Why would anybody want to develop a rebellious child? Well, truth be told, we don't. No one wants to do that. But a lot of times we are well intending to um, help correct or to change youth but we do it in a way that can actually stir up more rebellion. And I've seen it again and again and again in working with not just children, but even anyone who is under the sphere of our influence. When we're seeking to help correct wrongs in others, there's a way that we can do it that will arouse resentment and resistance, but there's a way that we can correct others that would actually bring eagerness, joy, and greater um, uh, well-roundedness and character. So we're going to be looking at what is the wrong way, and I'm going to show you some simple ways that we can do instead to have uh, to be able to correct people without arousing that strong resentment or resistance. First of all, my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to Christ's service. If this is something that interests you, then I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social media so that you can get more messages just like this one. So, what's, um, what is one of the principles? Let's look in uh, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 19. The Word of God says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. So this, this principle, this, the, the wisest man Solomon, he wrote that a brother offended is harder to win than a strong uh, city. A lot of times we try to correct people. We try to correct others by pointing out their mistakes, their faults, their failures. And we see that, well, if I could just show them where they have gone wrong and tell them what they are doing wrong, then they will be aware and then they'll want to do the right thing, right? No. What a lot of times what happens when we start criticizing, condemning, or complaining about the character or behaviors of others that we don't like, this actually arouses um, pride is wounded, pride is hurt, and then it arises to want to protect, and we get defensive and we start pushing back away from um, this, this, uh, this feeling of correction. So a lot of times this criticism, it's, it's futile because it puts a person in the defensive and usually causes them to strive to justify themselves. Criticism is dangerous. It wounds a person's precious pride and it hurts their sense of, of um, significance and it arouses resentment. And the resentment that criticism invites can demoralize family members, volunteers when you're working with them. It can demoralize friends and even employees and still not correct the situation that has been condemned. This is, um, this is an experience that I went through a lot. When I was younger, I was very sarcastic. I was very rude. I was very mean. And I was just not interested in uh, hearing or, or interacting with people and listening to authority. I had no sense of respect for authority. I was a very rebellious child. You can see me on the screen. Um, do, I, do I look very happy here? No. I was uh, very depressed from age 11 to 16. Very re I had lots of rebellious years. And um, a lot of times what happened was I didn't really want to be like that. If you, you see this photo on the left is a photo of my family. This is the family that I grew up with. My mom, my older sister, and then me. Um, and I, uh, 
in, in my life, there were several times in my childhood that I wanted to change, but I struggled and I, um, I, I didn't want to push them away. I, I wanted to contribute to the family. I wanted to participate and be a blessing and, and support. I didn't want to be selfish or mean, but um, so I would try to change and I'd tell my family, it's like, look, I'm going to be different. I'm going to, I'm change or I want to do the right thing. And then, and then I would seek to maybe do my part of my chores, washing dishes or taking out the trash or doing things and helping out. But then sometimes I would, uh, I would fall back and I'd make the mistake that I didn't want to do. And I just remember my sister, she would come by and she'd be like, see, you're the same Enoch. You're the same problem. You're always that way. You're never going to change. You're, you're the same old Enoch and, and all these things. And, and I was like, I'm trying so hard, but my sister doesn't see the change that even though it's like, I wanted to be different and I wasn't trying to be rebellious or mean or selfish, but it came to a point where I was like, you know what? I guess you're right. You're, who am I fooling? I am the same eunuch. I am the same person. I'm mean. I'm selfish. I'm never going to change. And what ends up happening was I, I started to develop this strong apathy. And I started to develop this in order to not feel the pain of just hopelessness that I would never be able to change or, or feel the, the, the pleasure or the pain of, of being close to the people in my family. I, if you could describe my childhood in three words, it would be largely, I don't care. And I was one of the most apathetic um, individuals that all throughout life had no expectations, constantly um, just low, low standards for anyone in anything, any situation. And I was just, I didn't care. I didn't care about you, didn't care about law, didn't care about me, didn't care about others. I just didn't care. And it was part of like this coping mechanism to deal with this, this pain of childhood. And the same thing happens when we are trying to correct uh, wrongs in other people is that when the fault finding, the censure, this um, has this continual censure, it bewilders, but it doesn't reform. In with many people's minds, often um, that when they are faced with unsympathetic criticism it's fatal it kills efforts a flower flowers do not unfold under the breath of a blighting wind that is just pressuring um, these flowers they don't do that and like manners with people you're trying to lead whether it's a child whether it's a volunteer whether it's a team member an employee or a friend if there's someone that you're trying to encourage to change if they're frequently censured for some special faults, they begin to regard that fault as his peculiarity and something against which it is vain to strive. So what happens is it creates discouragement and hopelessness, and it often is um, concealed under an appearance of indifference or apathy. So the, the, my encouragement to you is um, that this approach of criticism and fault finding that we think is going to help is actually doing the complete opposite. This is one of the best ways to develop a very rebellious child or anyone that you're trying to influence, not just children. Um, I've seen this. This um, is very effective for pushing away employees or team members or having ran several different companies and organizations 
um, it's, I see that like when working with people, this doesn't work. But what does work? In Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, we see this principle that God says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, knowing not that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? What is it that leads us to repentance? It's the fault finding, the, the uh, criticism and complaining? No, it's the goodness of God. So a lot of times, um, we, like the very thing that we think is going to work is actually the thing that actually uh, prevents the thing that we're trying to get, which is amazing. So by showing the goodness, by acknowledging the good in others, and, and rather than talking about the complaints and fail shortcomings, talk about cultivate the good traits, cultivate the things that worked well in, in their character that you want to see repeated. Because here's a quick tip. What gets rewarded gets repeated. As you can see on the screen, what gets rewarded gets repeated. And um, what I would encourage you to do is to praise every improvement. People love to receive um, encouragement and appreciation for the efforts that they do. If we truly want someone to improve at something, we need to learn how to praise their every advancement, to give them encouragement at every step, because abilities wither under criticism, but they blossom under encouragement. When we learn to do this, it'll make a very big difference. Uh, a verse, it's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. It's in Luke 16, verse 10. The Bible says, He that is faithful in that which is least, is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in that which is least is unjust also in much. In like manner, we can learn to appreciate the little things. And there's a danger of being too severely criticizing small things because criticism that is too severe it, and rules that are too rigid, they often lead the, the people in our influence, whether it's a team or employee, friends, family, or church or, or, uh, or a child, they lead people to disregard all regulations, all rules. And when, when team members or family members are trained and educated in this way, they'll show the same disrespect for the laws of Christ. And it causes a disregard of all authority. This is general pushback throwing out the, the baby with the bathwater. Um, but what we can do instead is learn how to pity and sympathize. Learn how we can use our influence to cultivate in others the, um, and to, the, the traits that we want to see repeated, to reward the behavior that you want to see repeated. So here are, here are three examples of, how, of what rewarding behavior you want repeated looks like. So example number one is like, if someone's doing something, you could say, hey, you are a really fast uh, learner, or you did really good at this, or hey, you're growing faster than I was when I was first learning. And when you speak these kind words, when you speak words of encouragement and cheer, it makes a world of difference. People respond so much more to that. It's like watering their soul, and it helps. People want to live up to the expectation that you set for them. So it's like my sister, if she's saying, you're never going to change, you're always the same, you're always the same person, you're doing this wrong and that wrong, then I began to identify myself, my identity gets wrapped up in my last mistake. 
And you're right. You're right. I am a failure. Because I failed, that means I am a failure. Because I made a mistake, that means I am a mistake. And if I'm a mistake, then that's what I do. That's what I'm going to continue to do. What's the point of even trying if I'm a mistake and I keep making all these issues? I'm mean. I'm selfish. And we have all these identity that we just give up. So if you don't want the people in your sphere of influence to give up on, give up on themselves and their growth, and you want to really encourage them to do the right thing and influence them for good, be a force for good and a force for God, then I would encourage you to cultivate speaking well of others and, and strive to see the excellencies in their character rather than the defects and, and speak and talk about the, the things that Christ is doing in them that are beautiful that can be cultivated because you will see it's night and day difference. People are encouraged and they want to do more of the thing that they are rewarded for. That is a, a quick tip that I would really recommend and share. Now I want to share with you this, this little story. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's very heartfelt and it really gets you to think. I think it illustrates this point very well and it's called Father Forgets and it's this old um, uh, letter that it's a story of this father and he's and he's thinking and speaking to his son and it goes like this listen son i am saying this as you lie asleep one little paw crumbles under your cheek and the blood curls and the blonde curls strictly wet on your damp forehead i have stolen into your room alone just a few minutes ago, I sat reading my paper in the library. A sifting wave of remorse swept over me. Guiltily, I came to your bedside. These are the things I was thinking. Son, I have been across to you. I have scolded you as you were dressing for school because you gave your face merely a dab with a towel. I took you to task for not cleaning your shoes. I called out angrily when you threw some of some of your things on the floor. At breakfast, I found fault too. You spilled things. You gulped down your food. You put your elbows on the table. You spread butter too thick on your bread. And as you started off to play, I made, my, I, I made for my train. And you turned and waved a hand and called, Goodbye, Daddy. And I frowned and I said in reply, Hold your shoulders back. Then... It began all over again in the late afternoon. As I came up the road, I spied you, down on your knees, playing marbles. There were holes in your stockings. I humiliated you before your boyfriends by marching you ahead of me to the house. Stockings were expensive, and if you had to buy them, you would be more careful. Imagine that, son, from a father. Do you remember? Later, when I was reading in the library, how you came in timidly with a short, with a sort of hurt look in your eyes. When I glanced up over my paper, impatient at the interruption, you hesitated at the door. What is it you want? I snapped. You said nothing, but ran across in one tempestuous plunge and threw your arms around my neck and kissed me and your small arms tightened with affection that God had set blooming in your heart and which even neglect could not wither. And then you were gone, pattering up the stairs. Well, son, it was shortly afterwards that my paper slipped from my hands and a terrible, sickening fear 
came upon me. What was this habit? What has this habit been doing to me? The habit of fault finding, of reprimanding. This was my reward to you for being a boy. It was not that I did not love you. It was not that I, it was that I expected too much of youth. I was measuring you by the yardstick of my own years. And there was so much that was good and fine in your true in, and true in your character. The little heart of you was as big as the dawn itself over the wide hills. This was shown by your spontaneous impulse to rush in and kiss me goodnight. Nothing else matters tonight, son. I have come to your bedside in the darkness, and I have knelt there ashamed. It is a feeble atonement. I know you would not understand these things if I told them to you during your waking hours, but tomorrow I will be a real daddy. I will chum with you and suffer when you suffer and laugh when you laugh. I will bite my tongue when impatient words come. I will keep saying as if it were a ritual. He is nothing but a boy, a little boy. I'm afraid I have visualized you as a man, yet I see you now, son, crumpled and weary in your cot. I see that you are still a baby. Yesterday, you were in your mother's arms, your head on her shoulder. I have asked too much, too much. And friends, maybe as you read this, you can sympathize with the father or the son and you could see how the effects of this may have been in your own life. Or maybe you've seen that you too have cultivated a habit of fault finding, a habit of, of criticism and complaining or condemning that which you do not agree with or you want to see difference um, in, in the lives of those you care about. And my encouragement to you, friends, is that, that before you complain, seek to understand and seek to cultivate the good in other people. That because it is the goodness of God that leadeth us to repentance. And if you want to reward good behavior, if you want to see behavior repeated, we need to learn to reward it. And then people will often rise higher above your expectations. They will love to exceed your expectations. And um, I believe that as we follow these plans that the Word of God lays out of speaking well of others, then we will be far more successful in making a lasting shift, making a decided change in the lives of others. Friends, if you're interested in gaining new skills so that you can learn these principles of influence to help change people in a way for their own good, and you'd like to have greater training and support along your journey as you are seeking to labor for others and you have a burden for souls, then I want to invite you to join, join me in attending the, these, what we call these small group squads where um, different people come from all around the world. The, their Bible, Bible studies taking place online where we study a lot of the things that we cover in the videos that we have on YouTube. There's very similar subjects that are covered in the squads. And you too can be a part of this. If you, all you have to do is go to the website on the screen, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads, and you can sign up and join us. 
um, and start receiving evangelism training to learn how to be an effective soul winner. That's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And you can learn many valuable lessons in leadership and influence and evangelism in even working with the, the erring and those who are going down the wrong path. If you want to finally make a difference in people's lives and share with people in a manner that actually works, that people want to listen to what you have to say, then I encourage you to, um, to follow us on social media as we give new tips and principles like this and testimonies that actually work to transform people's lives and help them along this the heavenward journey. And um, if you like this video, I encourage you to share this with someone else. Who do you know that could also benefit? Who do you know that has a desire to um, influence the youth or influence those in their, in their sphere and would like to know some more, the better ways to equip themselves in sharing with others in a way that works, then I encourage you to let the person know. And let me know in the comments, what is something that really stood out to you as you watch this video? Thank you so much for watching, friends. And remember that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.